0: Welcome to Nations of the World podcast series, where we explore a different nation of the world in each episode. Our aim is to bring you, the listener, on an audio journey to discover interesting facts that make each country unique. Welcome to Cuba. Cuba was the Spanish Empire's most important source of raw sugar in the 18th century. Today, it is said to produce the finest cigars in the world. Bacardi Rum originally was made in Cuba, but when Fidel Castro came into office, its production was moved to Puerto Rico. It's also known for having the most enduring trade embargo imposed on any country in history, this by the United States. Segment 1. Bare Bones The official name is the República de Cuba. It's in the Caribbean south of Florida of the United States and is about the size of the state of Tennessee or Virginia in the United States. The capital is Havana. It has a population of 11.3 million. Spanish is the official language, and people are known as Cuban. There is no official religion. Peso is the official currency, and the form of government is communist. The flag is three blue horizontal stripes alternating with two white stripes, starting with blue at the top. It has a red triangle with one side against the mast edge and the point reaching to the center. Overlaying the triangle in the center is a white, five-pointed star. The blue stripes represent the three old divisions of the island. The white stripes represent Purity of Independence. The red triangle depicts liberty, equality, and fraternity, and the bloodshed for independence. The white star, La Estrella Solitaria, or the Lone Star, is to light the way to freedom and was taken from the flag of the state of Texas in the United States. The origin of the flag can be traced to a group of Cubans living in exile in New York. That explains why it shares some of the elements of the American flag Such as the striped stars and three colors. Before its official adoption, Cuba flew the American flag starting on the 1st of January 1899 when the United States liberated the country from the Spanish colony. The flag design is like the Puerto Rican flag with the colors of the bands and the triangle reversed. Segment 2 Heart of the Nation Geography and Climate It is comprised of the island of Cuba. Isla de la Juventud, and several minor archipelagos. There are more than 4,000 islands and Keys, which form four primary archipelagos. The island of Cuba is the largest of all the islands in the West Indies of the Caribbean, about 1,250 kilometers, or 780 miles long. Its coastline is 3,735 kilometers, or 2,321 miles long. It has rugged cliffs, mangrove swamps, coral reefs, and many bays. Along with this comes many beaches, some with white powdery, golden, and black sands. It is between the Caribbean Sea and the North Atlantic Ocean, and it is about 150 kilometers from Key West, Florida, to Havana, Cuba, at the mouth of the Gulf of Mexico. Its nearest neighbor is Haiti, at 48 miles to the east, then Jamaica, 87 miles to the south. Cuba is sometimes referred to as El Caiman or El Cocodrilo, meaning the crocodile or alligator, because its shape resembles a crocodile. The terrain is mostly flat to rolling plains with rugged hills and mountains in the southeast. Plains cover 75% of the country, mountains cover 18%, and humid coastal lands cover the remaining 4%. Mangroves represent 26% of the forest cover. The highest point in the country is Pico-Turquino at 1,974 meters or 6,476 feet. The lowest point is the Caribbean Sea at 0 meters. The climate is tropical, moderated by trade winds. The dry season is November to April, in the rainy season from May to October. Daytime temperatures are usually around 26 degrees Celsius or 79 degrees Fahrenheit to 30 degrees Celsius or 86 degrees Fahrenheit. The northwestern part of Cuba is a few degrees cooler than the southeastern part from December to March. The Cauto River is the longest in the country, flowing for 230 miles or 371 kilometers. Natural hazards include hurricanes from June to November, with an average of one hurricane every other year. Cuba is in an active earthquake zone. Strong earthquakes occur infrequently, and most seismic activity occurs unnoticed. Droughts can happen from time to time. The main environmental problems are soil degradation and desertification brought on by poor farming techniques and natural disasters. Other issues are biodiversity loss, deforestation, and air and water pollution. Cuba is ranked number 60 out of 180 nations, with an overall 2022 Environmental Performance Index score of 47.5. Plants and Animals Approximately 50% of plant species and 42% of animal species can be found only in Cuba. It is one of the most important islands worldwide for biodiversity. Cuba is part of the Caribbean Islands Biodiversity Hotspot and the Cuba Cayman Islands freshwater ecoregion. Important terrestrial ecoregions include the Cuban moist forests, the Cuban cactus scrub, and the Cuban pine forests. There are also dry forests, wetlands, and mangrove forests. Cuba has over 3,000 plant species found nowhere else. The national symbol is the royal palm. It grows up to between 40 and 60 feet tall. Its expanse of pinnate leaves can span over 20 feet in diameter. There are about 100 different species of palm trees, with 90 of these being endemic. The national flower is the white mariposa, also known as butterfly jasmine, It's endemic and grows in more humid places like lagoons. There is an orchid garden in Saroa where there are over 20,000 orchids as well as ferns and trees. The country has more animal types than any other Caribbean country. Some of the most popular animals to see are the hawksbill turtle, the tiny bee hummingbird, the French angelfish, the Cuban hutia, the butterfly bat, the Indian mongoose, the Cuban solenodon, the Cuban parakeet, and the Cuban crocodile. Antillean manatees are sometimes seen while snorkeling. The national animal which is endemic is the Cuban hutia, an omnivorous rodent. It looks something like a giant guinea pig. It can weigh up to 19 pounds and grow to 2 feet long. The Cuban solenodon is a rodent and looks like a shrew having a long snout. It's nocturnal and eats insects. It also has a venomous saliva, which aids it in eating its prey. The Indian mongoose was brought into Cuba to cut down on the rat population, but since it has no predators, its numbers have increased significantly. The Cuban-painted snail is an endemic species of large, air-breathing land snail living in coastal habitats and subtropical forests. Their shells come in a wide variety of colors, including ochre, black, pink orange yellow green blue and iodine it was named mollusk of the year in 2022 the cuban ground iguana is a large lizard which can grow over five feet in length and is also found in puerto rico and the cayman islands it is an herbivore and likes to eat prickly pears the cuban crocodile can grow as long as 11 feet and weigh up to 500 pounds it is very aggressive and is found at Isla de la Juventud and the Zapata Swamp. The Cuban tree frog is nocturnal and secretes a toxin. It eats other amphibians and is an invasive species in Cuba. One of the rarest animals in Cuba is the Monte Iberia dwarf eluth frog. It is about the size of a fingernail and is only found in two small areas in eastern Cuba. It is the third smallest frog and is dark-colored with light stripes running along its body. There are over 370 bird species, with 27 being endemic. Some of the endemic ones are the Cuban toady, Zapata rail, which is critically endangered, the Zapata wren, the Cuban kite, which is also critically endangered, and the bee hummingbird. The bee hummingbird is the world's smallest bird the male measuring at 57 millimeters or 2.24 inches in total length. It has a shimmering color of sapphire and turquoise. The Cuban trogon is the national bird. It has colorful plumage with a green back, blue crest, red belly and beak, and a white throat and chest. When seen from the front, the colors mimic those found on the national flag, which is why it was chosen as the national bird for the country. It grows to about 10 to 11 inches from beak to tail. The Cuban grass quit is a small bird with a brown chest and stomach, but has a bright yellow neck with yellow and black wings and a black face. Some migratory birds are the northern parula, Tennessee warbler, Cape May, black-throated warbler, and American redstart. Cuba is known as a bird-watching paradise. One of the best places to go birdwatching in Cuba is the Gran Parque Natural Montemar, the largest swamp in the Caribbean. It is one of the country's most diverse ecosystems. Another birdwatching spot is La Guira Park with pine forests and semi-tropical forests. The caia coco is surrounded by mangroves and is home to over 200 species, not to mention it has incredible beaches. Zapata National Park has swamps, scrubland, and salt flats and is home to 18 endemic birds, crocodiles, and many other animals. Cuba, with its many rivers and lakes and being surrounded by ocean, offers great fishing with diverse fish life. Lakes have walleye, northern pike, large and smallmouth bass, to name a few. One place recognized worldwide for spectacular fishing is is Jardines de la Reina. Here you can find bandit, sea bass, grouper, wreckfish, wimple piranha, and red porgy. The Astiquanico River is spring-fed and has manatees, shad and sea bass, and Cuban gar. Some of the most unique fish found in Cuba are lucifiga fish, Cuban killfish, goliath grouper, and biahaca. There are no venomous snakes in Cuba, but snakes are common. The Cuban boa is one of the best known here and can reach over 15 feet long. There are also water snakes, racers, and tropes. The most dangerous animals in the country are spiders, lizards, scorpions, mosquitoes, the medusa jellyfish, sharks, American crocodile, and the Cuban crocodile. Cuba is home to a native dog species, the Havanese. It's a Bichon-type dog believed to have come from breeding the now-extinct Blanquito de la Habana, meaning Little White Dog of Havana, with other Bichon types including the Poodle. They're small and have an abundant long and silky fur and come in all colors. They're known for their affectionate and playful personalities, its curious disposition, and its springy gait. They have a need for social stimulation and don't do well in a setting where they're often isolated. People Ethnic groups are 64.1% white, 26.6% mulatto or mixed, and 9.3% black. Chinese people immigrated to Cuba in the 19th century to work on sugar plantations. Many of them settled on the outskirts of Havana's walls. By the 20th century, This Cuban Chinatown, Barrio Chino, was a hub of small Chinese-owned businesses. When the revolution took place and all businesses were nationalized, thousands of Chinese nationals fled from Cuba. It quickly lost its former luster, but in the 1990s, a program was put in place to revive the Chinese culture and heritage. Today, many enjoy the charm of the area, and it is a tourist attraction. The Chinese Cubans are not readily picked out from among the crowd as having the usual Asian features. This is because the majority who originally immigrated were men coming for work who had children with the mulatto and Spanish women forming interracial families. The modern descendants today are roughly a quarter Asian and are the ones running the small restaurants and businesses in Chinatown. Spanish is the official language. Haitian Creole is the next most prominent language spoken, followed by English. Religions include Roman Catholics at 85%, Protestant, Jehovah's Witnesses, Jewish, and Santeria. Santeria, or the Way of the Saints, is the second most popular religion. It's a blending of Catholicism and elements of the Yoruba people's religion. These people were brought as slaves from the Congo Basin and West Africa during the 16th century. Some of the practices include communication with deities via trance, a connection to nature, sacred drumming, occasional animal sacrifices, and physical offerings to saints. Churches continue to celebrate their Christian events, but these take place generally inside their churches and don't go beyond their walls. There's no predominant belief of the people regarding the afterlife. Santaria belief is that ancestor spirits exist, and the Christian belief is that there is an afterlife in heaven. Funerals most often are secular, with a ceremony celebrating the deceased contribution to others, or, for the minority, there may be some religious rituals. The 2022 Report on International Religious Freedom for Cuba states, The Constitution declares the country a secular state and provides for the separation of religious institutions and the state. But the Cuban Communist Party, or CCP, through its Office of Religious Affairs and the Ministry of Justice, regulates religious practice. The law requires all religious groups to apply to the Ministry of Justice for official registration. According to the Penal Code, Membership in or association with an unregistered group is a crime. An amendment to an existing law in effect since December 1st increases the minimum sentencing for individuals who attempt to conscientiously object to military service or public schooling, including those whose objections are based on their religious beliefs. An additional law, also in effect since December, imposes sentences of up to 10 years' imprisonment on persons receiving funding from foreign organizations or for financing activities considered to be directed against the state or its constitutional order, a law that could target independent civil society, including religious groups. Many Christian NGOs have reported the government intensifying repressive tactics against Christian leaders and activists opposing CCP ideology through arrests, Exile, arbitrary fines, surveillance, denials of licenses and religious visas, and physical and mental abuse. After the Revolution, the government was committed to forming an egalitarian society, so women were incorporated into agriculture, industry, and intellectual roles. Half the doctors and most of the dentists by the year of 1990 were women. This didn't change the role of women in the home. Although women are working secularly, they're often still expected to maintain the household and take care of child-rearing. The People's Power attempted to address this with the Family Code in 1975, which defined domestic chores as the responsibility of both partners and required husbands to do half the housework if their wives worked outside the home. Although ideally consistent with socialism, enforcement isn't seen. Socialization of children begins in child care centers. The idea of collectivism is taught, and individualism is discouraged. Children are encouraged to think about their classmates and be concerned with others' well-being. High school education includes a year of socialization into the productive life of the nation, as they are sent to live one year away from home in a combination boarding school with agricultural work. The Cuban government has shown a strong political will to guarantee the proper development and well being of children. The country is a regional and global leader in early childhood education and infant health care, and continues to incorporate relevant pieces of international legislation. A particular concern is the country's definition of the child given the age of the majority is 16, and as such, children aged 16 can marry and work without gaining protection from the child-centric provisions. The law permits corporal punishment and provides no juvenile system for children aged 16 to 18, enabling the state to sentence minors to the same degree as adults and failing to provide a specialized court system for children. Child trafficking does occur and is commonly inflicted on children by family members. Another avenue this happens is when children are traveling through other countries to get to the United States and can become victims of trafficking or sexual exploitation. Some family members subject their children to trafficking for the purposes of sexual exploitation with Cubans and foreigners for money to support their families financially. The number of women between the ages of 15 and 49 who are married is 58%. Women who are married by the age of 15 are 4.8%, by the age of 18, are 29.4%, and men married by the age of 18 are 5.9%. Cubans are used to being very close, both at home and in public. Most people live in very cramped quarters, which at times can be a source of stress. However, they don't have the same concept of privacy that Americans do. They're very social and socialize in the streets and in lines for food and goods. They openly display physical affection, and contact among strangers is not a problem. They prefer to be social and in a community rather than being private and individual. The typical greeting is a kiss on the right cheek, only among men if they are close friends or family members. A handshake is the other acceptable greeting, especially in formal situations. Cubans dress well when going out for an evening or for meetings. Men often wear a cotton shirt with a pair of pants and seldom wear shorts, except when they're at the beach. Women usually wear dresses when going out. A 2022 poll revealed that most Cubans say they are unhappy, with 55% expressing this sentiment, 13% say they are totally unhappy, and only 14% say they think things could get better in the coming years. Urbanism and Architecture The urban population is at 77.5%. Cuba is the second most populated island in the Caribbean. It has a population density of 102 persons per square kilometer, or 264 people per square mile. There are large population clusters in the larger towns and cities, with the capital Havana having the highest population of 2.149 million. Havana is on the northern coast of the western third of the island. Havana was founded in 1519 by Spanish colonists and grew to become one of the Caribbean's primary shipbuilding centers by the 17th century. Old Havana, with its fortifications, is a UNESCO World Heritage Site. It has unique Baroque and neoclassical architecture, fortifications, and it was a historically important stop on the route to the New World. Some historical landmarks in Old Havana are La Cabana, an 18th-century fortress complex, Cathedral of Havana, built between 1748 and 1777, the seat of the Roman Catholic Archdiocese, and the place that held the remains of Christopher Columbus between 1796 and 1898 before they were taken to Seville Cathedral in Spain, and the Great Theater of Havana, built in 1914, which is now home to the Cuban National Ballet. It holds the International Ballet Festival of Havana every two years since beginning this in 1960. The second largest city is Santiago de Cuba. The sale of property was banned between 1959 and 2011. Housing conditions may be poor but housing costs are extremely low, so Cubans don't face forced evictions. A poll in 2022 revealed that 44% of the respondents said their homes needed serious repair, while 23% said they are in danger of imminent collapse. Only 23% said their homes are in good shape. Waste management is a real problem. Garbage collection is insufficient and leads to the buildup of waste in urban areas and rivers. Cuba has a low carbon footprint, not due to effective environmental policies, but due to low consumption levels and the collapse of much of Cuba's industry. History Cuba has been inhabited since around 4000 BC. The earliest known inhabitants were the hunter-gatherer Guanahatabe and Siboni peoples. The Taino people came around 1050 A.D. and displaced the former inhabitants. These people settled predominantly in the eastern and central regions. They had circular thatched roof huts, were skilled farmers, weavers, boat builders, and producers of pottery products. Their farming products included tobacco and cotton. They also had an organized system of government and society. Cuba got its name from these people as they called it Coabana or Cubanacan, which means Great Place. In 1492, Christopher Columbus spotted Cuba, believing it was mainland China, and claimed it for Spain. He gave it the name Juana, after Prince Juan, heir to the throne of Castile. The first Spanish settlement in Cuba was Baracoa, founded by Diego Velazquez in 1511. Large numbers of African slaves were brought in to work the sugar and coffee plantations, beginning in 1526. Havana became the launching point for the annual treasure fleets bound for Spain from Mexico and Peru. In the 18th century, Cuba was the Spanish Empire's most important source of raw sugar and was known as the Pearl of the Antilles. In 1854, the U.S. government devised a secret plan known as the Ostend Manifesto, to buy Cuba from Spain for $130 million, but it was halted when anti-slavery campaigners exposed the scandal. During the Ten Years' War from 1868 to 1878, U.S.-based sympathizers aided the Cuban rebels against Spain, with men, money, and munitions. Large tracts of land were bought up by U.S. investors at low prices and thousands of Cubans emigrated to America. In February 1898, the USS Maine exploded in the Havana Harbor, killing more than 250 American sailors. In April, the U.S. took action to protect U.S. businesses there and to liberate Cuba. The U.S. defeated Spain in December and was given Cuba, Puerto Rico, and the Philippines in the Treaty of Paris. In 1902, Cuba gained independence, but remained under U.S. protection, with the U.S. maintaining the right to intervene in Cuban affairs. American businesses invested in the country, and U.S. mobsters used the island as a money-laundering base. In 1952, Fulgencio Batista deposed President Carlos Prioso Carras and formed a dictatorship, halting elections and abandoning the Constitution. During the 1920s to 1958, Americans frequented the casinos and hotels in Havana while the Prohibition era was underway. Many organized crime figures made their way to Havana to begin illegal businesses. Many Americans flocked to Cuba as tourists. From 1956 to 1959, Fidel Castro and Che Guevara led a guerrilla war against the U.S.-backed dictator Fulgencio Batista. In 1959, revolutionary forces took control of the country and created a communist system of rule which remains in place. At that time, the regime nationalized U.S.-owned businesses, and the U.S. severed diplomatic ties, imposing a partial trade embargo. Cuba turned to the Soviet Union as a new trading partner. Early in 1960, U.S. President Dwight D. Eisenhower authorized the recruitment of Cuban exiles to be trained by the CIA for an invasion of Cuba, the Bay of Pigs. The first maneuver on April 15, 1961, was to send eight B-26 bombers from Nicaragua that had been painted to look like Cuban Air Force planes to bomb grounded Cuban military aircraft. This was planned to wipe out Cuba's Air Force before the invasion was to take place. The bombers missed many of the targets and left most of Castro's air force intact. To make it look like these were not U.S.-backed maneuvers, two other bombers landed in Miami and Key West, Florida, with the pilots claiming to be Cuban defectors that had participated in the air raids. This scam was uncovered when it was detected by reporters who noticed that the plane's guns looked as though they had not been fired and that they were not the typical planes used in Cuba. With this political fallout, now President Kennedy had to cancel a second planned airstrike, which was meant to complete the job of destroying Cuba's military planes. On April 17th, the Cuban Exile Invasion Force, known as Brigade 2506, landed at beaches along Cuba's Playa Girón, or Bay of Pigs, and immediately came under heavy fire. Over the next 24 hours, Cuban forces, both on the ground and in the sky, made a counterattack with 20,000 troops. As the situation for the invasion force got worse, President Kennedy authorized an air umbrella at dawn on April 19th with six unmarked American fighter planes. The planes arrived an hour later than was planned and were shot down by the Cuban military, and the invasion was ended that day. Some exiles escaped to the sea while almost 1,200 surrendered, and more than 100 were killed. Operation Mongoose was a secret program against Cuba, aimed at removing the communists from power, which was a prime focus of the Kennedy administration. A document from the United States Department of State confirms that the project aimed to help Cuba overthrow the communist regime, including its leader Fidel Castro, and it aimed for a revolt which could take place in Cuba by October 1962. U.S. policymakers also wanted to see a new government with which the United States can live in peace. On November 30, 1961, Operation Mongoose was officially authorized by U.S. President Kennedy following the failed Bay of Pigs invasion. It took place from 1961 to 1963 during the Cold War. In March 1962, the first sabotage actions against Cuban industrial facilities and infrastructure were launched. In April, a plan was presented to Kennedy, Operation Northwoods, that would suggest attacks completely made up on U.S. soil and allied Central American countries to justify military intervention in Cuba, but it was rejected. Other actions in connection with Operation Mongoose included a propaganda offensive, which employed the use of radio broadcasts and dropping of leaflets, aimed to oppose the existing Cuban government. This was done throughout Latin America. Plots that were never carried out, which were meant to sabotage Castro's speeches, included a proposal to spray his broadcast studio with a compound like LSD, to lace a box of his cigars with a chemical known to cause temporary disorientation, providing a Cuban official a ballpoint pen rigged with a poisonous hypodermic needle, to line his shoes with thallium salts, which would cause his beard to fall out, and rigging explosives to seashells on the seafloor, which were meant to lure Castro, an avid diver. In 1962, from October 14th to 28th, in what is known as the Cuban Missile Crisis, the United States intelligence discovered Soviet missile installations in Cuba. The crisis was resolved when the USSR agreed to withdraw the missiles in return for the U.S. agreeing to remove U.S. missiles from Turkey. A deal was made in December 1962 for the release of 1,113 Bay of Pigs prisoners to the United States for $53 million in food and medicine to Cuba to be raised through private donations and corporate sponsorships. From the revolution in 1959, To October 1962, nearly one-quarter million Cubans fled to the United States, including some 14,000 unaccompanied Cuban children in Operation Pedro Pan. Since 1965, the country has been governed by the Communist Party of Cuba. Beginning the same year, what is called Freedom Flights brought about 3,000 Cubans to the United States. This marked the start of many flights to freedom between... Baradero, Cuba, and Miami, Florida, ending in 1973, with a total who came via the Freedom Flights more than a quarter million. In 1966, the U.S. Congress approved the Cuban Adjustment Act, granting Cubans permanent residence in the United States under more favorable terms than other immigrant groups. Beginning on April 1, 1980, Cuban citizens began entering various embassies seeking asylum with as many as 10,000 on April 6th entering the Peruvian embassy in Havana. Castro announced that anyone wanting to leave Cuba could do so by boarding boats at the port of Mariel. This became known as the Mariel boat lift, and the first 125,000 refugees reached Florida the next day. Many citizens were eager to leave Cuba due to the housing and job shortages. In 1984, the U.S. agreed to accept up to 20,000 immigrants from Cuba annually, and the U.S. returned 2,746 refugees to Cuba with criminal records. During the 1990s and into the early 2000s, as the Soviet Union collapsed, the Cuban economy also suffered, bringing severe food shortages. Food and medicine were brought to aid Cuba via American private aid groups the Cuban government set up a dual-currency system legalizing the use of the United States dollar. With the 1990s came more immigrant policies for those coming to the United States. Starting on August 13, 1994, Fidel Castro announced that those wanting to leave could do so. Many attempted to make their own water vessels, some made of doors, some inner tubes, others wooden beams turned into rafts by securing them together with rope. Some 31,000 desperate Cubans attempted the journey across the ocean, with some being rescued and transported to the U.S. Naval Station in Guantanamo Bay, with many given permission to enter the U.S. the following year. Yet, an estimated 16,000 to 100,000 Cubans died at sea. To further complicate the dire situation for these refugees, in 1995, U.S. President Bill Clinton created the Wet Foot-Dry Foot Policy, which stated that any Cubans who reached U.S. soil could stay, but any saved from the sea would either be returned to Cuba or sent to another country. In the year 2000, five-year-old Elian Gonzalez was returned to Cuba after a long international custody battle. He was found aboard an inner tube in the sea with three others who had survived the voyage from Cuba, where others, including his mother, had died at sea he was placed in his relative's home in Miami's Little Havana, but his father back in Cuba wanted him returned. This became an international controversy since the Cuban exile community in the United States thought it was wrong to return him to a regime that so many had fled. In 2008, Fidel Castro stepped down, handing the presidency off to his brother, Raul Castro. In 2009, U.S. President Barack Obama lifted some restrictions on family travel from Cuba and travel by U.S. citizens to Cuba. The Cuban government also issued passports to some citizens to travel abroad. On August 14, 2015, the U.S. Embassy reopened in Havana and diplomacy was restored between the two countries. In 2016, President Obama visited Cuba, being the first sitting U.S. president to visit since 1928. Commercial flights also resumed between these countries since 1962. The wet-foot-dry-foot foot policy was ended. In 2017, Obama authorized individuals to travel to Cuba, which led to about 4.7 million traveling there. Later in 2017, U.S. President Donald Trump reversed some of the policies Obama put in place, restricting person-to-person travel and prohibiting U.S. business to have transactions with Cuba institutions run by the military. This year also brought mysterious sonic attacks on U.S. State Department personnel at the embassy in Cuba. This brought the expulsion of 15 diplomats from the Cuban embassy in Washington. This is thought to have been an LRAD, or long-range acoustic device, used as a weapon which can project sound or even pulses at various frequencies the attacks in Cuba affected about 24 people who reported hearing strange noises followed by headaches, dizziness, cognitive issues, and sleep loss. Miguel Diaz-Canel Bermudis, hand-picked by Raul Castro to succeed him, was approved as president by the National Assembly and took office on the 19th of April 2018. Diaz-Canel was appointed first secretary of the Communist Party on April 19, 2021, following the retirement of Raul Castro, and continues to serve as both president and first secretary. In 2021, Donald Trump reinstated Cuba to the U.S. State Department's list of state sponsors of terrorism. In the Freedom House, Freedom in the World, 2023 report, Cuba scored 12 out of 100 and is considered not free in the areas of political rights and civil liberties. The 2022 Country Reports on Human Rights Practices for Cuba states, Cuba is an authoritarian state. The 2019 Constitution codifies that Cuba remains a one-party system in which the Communist Party is the only legal political party. In national elections held in October of 2019, elections were neither free nor fair, nor competitive. Specialized units of the ministry's state security branch are responsible for monitoring, infiltrating, and suppressing independent political activity. There were reports that members of the security forces committed numerous abuses. Significant human rights issues included credible reports of unlawful or arbitrary killings by the government, torture and degrading treatment of political dissidents, arbitrary arrests, serious restrictions on freedom of expression and media, including violence against journalists and censorship, serious restrictions on Internet freedom, restrictions on freedom of movement and residence within the country and on the right to leave the country, serious government corruption, lack of investigation of and accountability for gender-based violence, including femicide, trafficking in persons, including forced labor, and outlawing of independent trade unions. Government The Communist Party is the only legal party in the country. There are 15 provinces. The latest constitution was drafted on July 14, 2018, and approved by referendum February 24, 2019. The legal system is civil law based on Spanish civil law. It has not submitted an ICJ jurisdiction declaration. The executive branch includes the President as Chief of State and Vice President. The Prime Minister is the head of government. There are six deputy Prime Ministers. The Cabinet consists of a Council of Ministers proposed by the President and appointed by the National Assembly. The President and Vice President are indirectly elected by the National Assembly for a five-year term, and may be elected for a second five-year term. The Legislative Branch is the unicameral National Assembly of People's Power with 605 seats. Members are directly elected by absolute majority vote and serve five-year terms. The Judicial Branch includes the People's Supreme Court and subordinate courts. The Supreme Court consists of a president, vice president, 41 professional judges, and an unknown number of lay judges. Professional judges are elected by the National Assembly and are not subject to a specific term. Lay judges are nominated by workplace collectives and neighborhood associations and elected by municipal or provincial assemblies. They are appointed for five-year terms and serve up to 30 days per year. Citizenship is granted by birth in the country. It also recognizes citizenship by descent only. Dual citizenship is not recognized. The residency requirement for naturalization is unknown. Universal and compulsory suffrage is at 16 years of age. The Revolutionary Armed Forces are made up of the Army, Navy with Marine Corps, and Air Defense Forces. The paramilitary forces are made up of the Youth Labor Army, Territorial Militia Troops, and Civil Defense Force. The Ministry of Interior includes Border Guards, State Security, and National Revolutionary Police. There is both compulsory service for men ages 17 to 28 and voluntary service for men and women. Conscripts serve for 24 months. The Revolutionary Armed Forces, or FAR, has a large role in the Cuban economy through several military-owned and operated conglomerates, including such sectors as banking, hotels, industry, retail, transportation, and tourism. The military's inventory is comprised of aging Russian and Soviet-era equipment. There is an estimated number of 50,000 active military personnel. The country has a Tier 3 rating for trafficking in persons. Cuba does not fully meet the minimum standards for the elimination of trafficking, and is not making significant efforts to do so. The government made some efforts to investigate, prosecute, and convict sex traffickers and identify victims. There was a government policy or pattern to profit from labor export programs with strong indication of forced labor, particularly in its foreign medical missions program. The government continued to deploy Cuban workers to foreign countries, using deceptive and coercive tactics, and failed to address an increasing number of allegations from credible NGOs and foreign governments of labor violations and trafficking, and of Cuban officials' involvement in abuses. Cuban law did not explicitly prohibit labor trafficking as defined in international law. Traffickers exploit Cubans in sex trafficking and forced labor in Africa, Asia, the Caribbean, the Mediterranean, Latin America, and the United States. There is sex trafficking and sex tourism, including child victims. Foreigners from Africa and Asia are subject to sex trafficking and forced labor in Cuba to pay off travel debts. The government uses high school students in some rural areas to harvest crops without pay, claiming that the work is voluntary. Cuba is not a major consumer, producer, or transit point of illicit drugs. There is strict policing on smuggling, production, and consumption, but prescription drug abuse is increasing. Cuba is a member of the Community of Latin American and Caribbean States and the Association of Caribbean States. It signed nuclear non-proliferation agreements after the collapse of the Soviet Union and anti-terrorist UN conventions after September 2001. It maintains diplomatic relations with all its neighbors, now including the U.S. Despite an invitation to return to the Organization of American States in 2009, Cuba declined, refusing to accept the Democracy Charter, which is its backbone. It doesn't accept the jurisdiction of the Inter-American Human Rights Commission or that of the Inter-American Courts of Human Rights. Generally, cooperation with other Caribbean island governments is excellent. Prime Ministers of various Anglophone countries routinely receive healthcare services in Cuba. Cuba has provided disaster relief support to many countries in the Caribbean and supported the fight against the COVID-19 pandemic with medical personnel. Economy Cuba is ranked 175 out of 184 nations with an overall score of 24.3 on the 2023 Index of Economic Freedom. It is ranked least free out of 32 countries in the Americas region, and its overall score is significantly lower than the world and regional averages, and it is in the repressed category. It is still largely a state-run planned economy, although privatization has been increasing under the new Constitution. There are widespread protests due to a lack of necessities and electricity. There have been massive increases in foreign investment recently. It's a world-renowned tobacco exporter. There's a unique oil-for-doctors relationship with Venezuela. There is widespread corruption. Industries include petroleum, nickel, cobalt, pharmaceuticals, tobacco, construction, steel, cement, agricultural machinery, and sugar. Natural resources include cobalt, nickel, iron ore, chromium, copper, salt, timber, silica, petroleum, and arable land. Land use is 60.3% for agriculture, 27.3% forest, and 12.4% other. Agricultural products include sugarcane, cassava, vegetables, plantains, sweet potatoes, rice, tomatoes, milk, Pumpkins, and mangoes and guavas. Products from forests include pine resin, yuraguano stalks, palmiche, guano fertilizer, cacao butter, wax, wild fruits, mangrove bark, wild orchids, guanikiki and bamboo fiber, essential oils, honey, seeds, coffee, and medicinal plants. The service sector contributes 73.4% to the economy. Industry 22.7% and agriculture 4. Exports of goods amount to 1.09 billion in US dollar value. Major export goods are rolled tobacco, nickel mats, raw sugar, hard liquor, and zinc ore. Major export trading partners are China, Spain, Germany, Belgium, and Switzerland. Imports of goods amount to 3.45 billion in US dollar value. Major import goods are poultry meat, wheat, concentrated milk, crude petroleum, and rice. Major import trading partners are Spain, China, United States, Canada, and Italy. The unemployment rate is reported to be 2.6%, but suspected to be double that. A poll in 2022 reported 30% of respondents said they have full-time work, 14% said they work part-time, 15% are retired and 10% don't work. Food shortages are a growing problem, with a 2022 report finding that 72% of Cubans are living below the poverty line, which is defined by the World Bank as having a daily income of less than $1.90. Doing business The political system and local protocols make it difficult to do business with Cubans. If you do get to do business in Cuba, be sure that when attending meetings you arrive on time, even if it's the norm for the host to be late. Meetings often center around lunch and can last around two hours. Dress is business casual with men wearing suit pants and a long-sleeve shirt without a tie or jacket. Women may wear a dress or pants. Any gifts offered shouldn't be lavish. Office hours are Monday through Friday from 9 to 12, and then from 1 to 5. Crime and legal issues. Crimes of opportunity, such as pickpocketing, purse snatchings, and car break-ins, are on the rise. Cuban penalties for the following are particularly severe. Possession, use, or trafficking of illegal drugs. Suspicion of assisting Cubans to leave the country illegally. Drivers involved in accidents that result in injury or death, regardless of fault. Importing weapons or ammunition. Photographing military or police installations or personnel, or harbor, rail, or airport facilities. Crimes against minors. There are no legal restrictions on same-sex sexual relations or the organization of LGBTI plus events in Cuba and on September 26, 2022, Cubans passed the referendum legalizing same-sex marriage. Social Provisions Cuba's pension system consists of a social insurance program for most public and private sector employees and a social assistance program for needy residents of Cuba. To finance the social insurance program, employees contribute 5% of monthly earnings And employers contribute 12.5% for the public sector and 14.5% for the private sector of gross monthly payroll. The government finances any deficit in the social insurance program and covers the total cost of the social assistance program. Generally, an insured person qualifies for an old age pension if he or she has at least 30 years of employment and has reached the retirement age of 65 for men or 60 for women. A partial pension may be paid with at least 20, but less than 30 years of employment. Individuals with less than 20 years of employment who are incapable of work and have no family members for support qualify for a social assistance benefit. There is also a rationing card system which provides the basic food items for the entire population at subsidized prices. Almost all births in the country take place in healthcare care settings that offer birth registration. The registration is necessary for things such as entering school and immunization records. Education The literacy rate is 99.8%, one of the highest in the world. Education is free and compulsory for all children aged 6 to 15. The Cuban government has a program, Educate Your Child which provides all children with the opportunity to access early childhood education and be prepared for first grade. Families play a pivotal role, with the program providing training in parenting and engaging their children in stimulating activities outside of school. There are also community programs which offer services to children. The Educate Your Child program has inspired other countries in the region to adopt similar programs. All children are required to wear a school uniform. They're a mustard yellow collar bottom for older children and a burgundy for the younger ones. A white shirt is worn with this. The government gives out vouchers for one or two uniforms per year for each student. Many relatives purchase these in Miami to send or bring back to their school-aged family members. All who are preparing for college and pass the entrance exam, attend a school focused on academics called pre-universitario. Others attend technical schools where they're prepared for jobs in agriculture or industry. Higher education is fully funded by the government. University and technical students receive a monthly stipend for food and lodging. So many take advantage of higher education that there are more in university than there are jobs available for them when they're finished. There are 20 universities in Cuba. The University of Havana ranks number one in Cuba for student satisfaction. It also ranks in the top 200 for Latin America and for Spanish-speaking universities in the world. Health. The right to health care is written into the Constitution, and there are specific articles and codes relating to children's health. There is a low infant mortality rate, and it has the second lowest under 5 mortality rate in the Americas, behind Canada. Maternal and child health care has been prioritized by the government since the 1960s. Medical care is free for all citizens, and it's known to have one of the best health care systems in the world. However, a recent study revealed the widespread corruption, with 56% polled saying they had to provide a gift to or pay a bribe to receive medical treatment. Eight out of ten people cannot get the medications they need and must turn to the black market, family members overseas, or to church-based charities. There are improved drinking water sources for about 94% of the population. Although water is improved, it's often rationed. Official statistics show that 80% of the country receives clean water through government-supplied aqueduct systems. However, many parts of the country have sporadic access to drinking water, where water is only available for a couple of hours every few days. This can mean delivery of water every two to six days, depending on where one lives. Most have water tanks on their roofs and try to store enough water until the next ration comes. Sanitation facilities, which work to empty, treat, and dispose of waste, are available for about 60% of the population. Due to inconsistent rainfall and a lack of recent government funding, the facilities are not adequately maintained or repaired when necessary. Major infectious diseases include bacterial diarrhea, hepatitis A, dengue fever, chikungunya, typhoid, rabies, Zika, and COVID-19. Cuba is nearly free of tropical infectious diseases. The top five causes of death are coronary heart disease, stroke, influenza and pneumonia, prostate cancer, and lung cancers. They're also ranked number one in the world for deaths due to osteoarthritis. Life expectancy is 77.53 years for males and 82.35 years for females. The fertility rate is 1.71 children born per woman. The obesity rate is 24.6%, and tobacco use is at 17.9%. Food. Cuban food combines elements of Spanish, West African, Caribbean, and Taino cuisines. The basic diet is rice and beans with a side of tubers, vegetables, or fried plantains. Pork and chicken are the most abundant meat sources. Hamon viquin is a low-quality ham which is inexpensive to purchase. Ice cream is a special treat, and the manufacturer Copella is known throughout the country for its fine quality. The Mami sapote is a tropical fruit and the national fruit of Cuba. It's a berry with varying colors from pink to orange to red. It's most often used to make smoothies and ice creams. Some popular dishes. The national dish is ropa vieja. This is made from shredded beef with peppers and onions in a tomato sauce, usually served with rice. As it is said to resemble a heap of old clothes, its name means old clothes in Spanish. Tostones, or fried plantains, a simple appetizer made by thinly slicing the plantain, then frying it in hot oil. It's drained on a paper towel and sprinkled with salt. Lechon asado is roast pork. This is often prepared for celebrations. Usually a whole pig is cooked in the ground, covered in banana leaves. Another way is roasting it in a special box called a caja china. The pork is first marinated in mojo sauce, made from lemon or lime juice, garlic, bay leaves, cumin, oregano, salt, and pepper. With the drippings of fat, it's common to fry onions in this and serve over the meat. Moros y cristianos rice, and beans. Canned black beans are added to sautéed garlic, salt, pepper, cumin, oregano, and sofrito. Tomato sauce, beer, or broth is added to the pan and cooked together for five minutes. Next, apple cider and white rice is added. This is cooked for about 15 minutes. Sofrito, a hearty vegetable and spice mixture used to season different soups and meals. Chopped tomatoes, green and red peppers, onions, and garlic are the vegetables used. These vegetables are cooked down with bay leaves, cumin, oregano, sherry, and olive oil. Churros con chocolate caliente. Fried dough with hot chocolate. This is made with a basic dough of flour, water, salt, and oil. The dough is pressed through a churrera, or cookie press, to form long, finger-like pastry. They're fried in hot oil, drained, and topped with sprinkling of granulated or powdered sugar. Serve with hot chocolate and whipped cream. Arts Cuban art has become popular in the United States and Europe, and the state has become more permissive toward protest art since it became financially lucrative. Film has been successful since 1959, and Havana hosts the Latin American Film Festival every year. Going to the cinema is a favorite pastime of Cubans. Silvio Rodríguez, one of Latin America's most famous musicians, founded the musical movement Nueva Trova Cubana, and he was designated a UNESCO Artist for Peace in 1997. The most popular genre is Son Cubano, which is upbeat rhythms played with a classical guitar. Cubans are known for their ability to dance. They enjoy performing for others at carnival, for tourists, or at parties. Afro-Cuban music is played in most homes and is performed on street corners. Cuba is the birthplace of danzón, bolero, cha-cha-cha, mambo, and rumba. The unique dance styles have both Spanish and African influences. The National Ballet of Cuba is well-known and accessible to all citizens since it is supported by public funds. Unique Celebrations and Holidays Triumph of the Revolution on December 10th New Year's Day has added meaning to Cubans. It's the day in 1959 when Fidel Castro ousted Batista. There are several other traditions followed to usher in the new year. On New Year's Eve, families get together and celebrate, often with a whole roasted pig on an outdoor spit. A dirty bucket of water is thrown out of the house, and it's said to represent the negativity and bad omens of the passing year. EATING TWELVE GRAPES AT MIDNIGHT Each grape represents a month and is eaten while making a wish. All twelve must be eaten before the clock strikes midnight, or bad luck will follow for the rest of the year. The twelve grapes are followed by a glass of sidra, a Spanish cider. Burning of a scarecrow-like effigy in a bonfire is usually done jointly by blocks of residents and symbolizes the destruction of negative vibes in preparation of the new year. Walking around the block while carrying a suitcase is supposed to increase your chance of heading for some travel in the coming months. July 26th is to mark the Cuban revolutionary movement, specifically with the attack on the Moncada barracks by Fidel Castro and other guerrillas. Carnival is celebrated both in Havana and Santiago, with song and dance, drinking and eating, and bizarre costumes. Christmas was banned in the country for nearly 30 years, beginning 10 years after Fidel Castro's communist government came to power in 1969. It was pronounced that it was no longer a national holiday, as everyone needed to be working on the sugar harvest. This ban was lifted following the visit by Pope John Paul II in 1997. This period is locally referred to as Las Navidades Silenciadas, or the Silent Christmases. Sports Dominoes is the national game of Cuba, and baseball is the favorite sport. Cuba has won more medals in the Summer Olympics than any other nation in the Americas, except the United States. Transportation. There are four registered air carriers. There are 10 international airports, but the main ones are José Martí in Havana and Juan Gualberto Gómez Airport in Varadero. The U.S. Embassy in Havana prohibits U.S. government personnel from using any commercial airline for domestic flights within Cuba due to safety concerns. Half of the roadways are unpaved, There is often unfenced livestock when you leave the city area, which wander into the roadways. Many of the roads are not lit at night, and many are driving cars that are in poor condition. Road accidents, many involving pedestrians and bicyclists, are one of Cuba's leading causes of death. Cuban authorities may prohibit drivers from leaving the country until claims associated with an accident are settled. Drivers found responsible for accidents resulting in serious injury or death may receive long prison sentences. U.S. citizen drivers are often found at fault for accidents they're involved in. Buses designated for tourist travel generally meet international standards. The public bus and rail system is under-resourced and in poor condition. There's often a shortage of gas to run these vehicles. Public buses used by Cubans, known as guaguas, are crowded, unreliable, and sometimes preyed upon by petty criminals. Avoid using informal taxis or tuk-tuk-like vehicles. The two navigable rivers are the Cauto and Sagua La Grande River. The major seaports are Antilla, Cienfuegos, Guantanamo, Havana, Matanzas, Mariel, Nuevitas Bay, and Santiago de Cuba there are 64 merchant marine vessels. There are pipelines which carry oil and gas, and there are railways. Communications. About 63% of inhabitants have mobile phone subscriptions. Almost 64% of the population have access to the internet, and 71% are internet users. In 2021, The Cuban government passed a decree that strengthened its authority to censor Internet and telephonic communications. State control of the telecom sector hinders development. The government owns and controls all broadcast media. This includes five national TV channels, two international channels, 16 regional TV stations, six national radio networks, and multiple regional stations. Although private ownership of electronic media is prohibited, several online independent news sites exist. Those that are not openly critical of the government are often tolerated. The others are blocked by the government. There are no independent TV channels, but several outlets have created strong audiovisual content, El Toque, for example. A community of young YouTubers is also growing mostly with channels about sports, technology, and fashion. Christian denominations are creating original video content to distribute via social media. Energy All residents have access to electricity. Electricity is generated at 95.5% from fossil fuels, 2.7% biomass and waste, 1.4% from solar, 0.3% hydroelectricity, and 0.1% wind. It neither exports nor imports electricity. Power outages occur regularly outside of Havana and tourist areas. It imports coal. It produces petroleum and refined petroleum and imports crude oil and lease condensates and has crude oil reserves. It exports and imports refined petroleum products. Fuel shortages are currently critical and affect a wide range of services. It produces natural gas but doesn't import or export any, and it has reserves. Travel There are nine UNESCO World Heritage Sites. Seven are cultural and two are natural. The historic center of Camagüey is a UNESCO site, and it's one of the first seven villages founded by the Spanish in Cuba, first settled in 1528. The irregular organization of the city is distinct from the typical orderly construction of most other Spanish settlements. This maze-like style was influenced by medieval European ideas and traditional construction methods of early immigration masons and construction workers. Trinidad and the Valley de los Ingenios is a UNESCO site, and it includes the city of Trinidad and three valleys which were used for sugar production. There were over 50 sugarcane mills in operation in the Three Valleys, with over 30,000 slaves working the mills and on the sugarcane plantations that surrounded them. Disembarco del Granma National Park is a UNESCO site, meaning Landing of the Granma, named for the yacht which carried Fidel Castro, Raul Castro, Che Guevara, and the other 79 members of the 26th of July movement to Cuba, to overthrow Fulgencio Batista. The park features a unique karst topography with features such as terraces, cliffs, and waterfalls. San Pedro de la Roca Castle is a unique world heritage site, a fortification built in the 17th century. The large fort was designed to defend the important point of Santiago de Cuba. The design was based on Italian and Renaissance architecture. The complex of magazines, bastions, and batteries is one of the most complete and well-preserved Spanish-American defense fortifications. Ernest Hemingway Museum, or Finca Vigia, cannot be entered, but the doors and windows are open so you can peer in and take pictures. Hundreds of books are found in every room. The grounds are very beautiful to walk and enjoy. Cayo Coco, or Coco Key is an island off-central Cuba known for its all-inclusive resorts. It's part of a chain of islands called Jardines del Rey, or the King's Gardens. It's known for its long beaches and hotels. There's a causeway linking Cayo Coco to the mainland, which is 27 kilometers, or 17 miles, long. Wild flamingos are often seen in the shallow waters of the bay. The island is largely covered by swamps and scrubland, populated with wild cattle, but people are drawn to the pristine beaches and enormous coral reef off the north coast, which attracts divers from all over the world. The U.S. State Department issued a travel advisory on November 15, 2022 for Cuba, Level 2. Exercise increased caution due to crime. Petty crime is a threat for tourists in Cuba. Also, violent crime, including armed robbery, Homicide and sexual assault sometimes occurs in Cuba. The security environment in Cuba is relatively stable and characterized by a strong military and police presence. The Cuban government has detained U.S. citizens suspected of engaging in activities perceived to undermine state security. Segment 3. Who is? Fulgencio Batista was president from 1940 to 1944 and dictator from 1952 to 1959, before being overthrown because of the Cuban Revolution. He initially rose to power as part of the 1933 Revolt of the Sergeants that overthrew the authoritarian rule of Gerardo Machado. His regime was known to be corrupt and repressive, and was systematically profiting from the exploitation of Cuba's commercial interests by negotiating lucrative relationships with the American Mafia who controlled the drug, gambling, and prostitution businesses in Havana, and with large multinational American corporations that had invested considerable amounts of money in Cuba. He carried out wide-scale violence, torture, and public executions to stave off student riots and demonstrations, ultimately killing between 1,000 and 20,000 people. For several years before 1959, His regime received financial, military, and logistical support from the United States. Fidel Castro, a communist revolutionary and politician. He formed a revolutionary group with his brother Raul and friend Che Guevara, the 26th of July movement. He led the Cuban Revolution, which ousted Batista in 1959. He was Prime Minister of Cuba from 1959 to 1976 and president from 1976 to 2008. He was a Marxist-Leninist, and under his administration, the Republic of Cuba became a one-party socialist state. Industries and businesses were nationalized, and social reforms were put in place in all areas of society. Celia Cruz, a Bolero artist, was often referred to as the Queen of Salsa. One of the most popular salsa artists of the 20th century, she earned 23 gold albums. She is the best-known female figure in the field of music in the history of Cuba. She spent much of her career living in New Jersey and working in the United States and several Latin American countries. There are several Cubans who have played for the major leagues. Some are José Canseco, Aroldis Chapman, also known as the Cuban Missile. Joana Cespedes, Kendris Morales, Tony Perez, also known as Big Dog or Doggy, Luis Tiant, Orlando Hernandez, El Duque, and his half-brother, Livon Hernandez, Yunel Escobar, and Jose Contreras. Andy Garcia is a Cuban-American actor who became well-known in the late 1980s to 90s. He appeared in The Godfather Part III, The Untouchables, Internal Affairs, and When a Man Loves a Woman. José Martí is considered a Cuban national hero. He was born in Havana and began his political activism at an early age. He wrote essays, was a poet and journalist, as well as a revolutionary philosopher and political theorist. He traveled extensively in Spain, Latin America, and the United States to raise awareness and support for the cause of Cuban independence. His unification of the Cuban émigré community, particularly in Florida, was crucial to the success of the Cuban War of Independence against Spain. He died in military action in 1895. Desi Arnez was a Cuban-born American musician, actor, and television producer. He was internationally renowned for leading a Latin band the Desi Arnaz Orchestra, but he's better known for his role as Ricky Ricardo on the American TV series I Love Lucy with Lucille Ball, to whom he was married to at the time. José Raúl Capablanca was a Cuban chess player who was world chess champion from 1921 to 1927. He was nicknamed the Human Chess Machine. Nicolas Guillén was a Cuban poet, journalist, political activist, and writer. He's best remembered as the national poet of Cuba. Yoani Sanchez is a Cuban blogger who has achieved international fame and multiple international awards for her critical portrayal of life in Cuba under its current government. Sanchez, disillusioned with her home country, left Cuba for Switzerland in 2002 and it was during this time that she became interested in computer science. When she finally returned to Cuba, Sanchez helped to establish Contodos, a magazine that continues to act as a forum for Cuban free expression, and a vehicle for reporting news. Sanchez is best known for her blog, Generación Y, which, despite censorship in Cuba, is published by emailing the blog entries to friends outside the country, who then post them online. The blog is translated and available in 17 languages. Ernesto Lecuona was a Cuban composer and pianist of worldwide fame. He composed over 600 pieces. His father was Canarian and his mother was Cuban. Oscar Nunes is a Cuban-American actor and comedian. He portrayed Dunder Mifflin's paper supply accountant Oscar Martinez on NBC's The Office. He was the producer and co-star of the series Halfway Home on Comedy Central. Maria Teresa, born in Havana, is the Grand Duchess of Luxembourg as wife of Grand Duke Henry. Segment 4, Who Would Have Thought? In 2015, Cuba was the first to eradicate mother-to-child transmission of HIV and syphilis. Cuba is one of the only five countries with communist governments, The other four are China, Laos, North Korea, and Vietnam. It has been widely circulated that you cannot buy Coca-Cola in Cuba, but that isn't true. Due to sanctions, the Coke you buy there is made in Mexico, meaning it is made with real sugar and is said to taste better than the Coke made in the United States. It can't be bought in restaurants, but it is available in local dollar stores. The daiquiri cocktail is said to be invented by an American mining engineer in 1898 and is named after the town of daiquiri where it was first created. Cuba was the second country after the United States to broadcast color television in 1958. The United States embargo against Cuba prevents U.S. businesses and businesses organized under U.S. law or majority owned by U.S. citizens from conducting trade with Cuban interests. It is the most enduring trade embargo in modern history. The U.S. first imposed an embargo on the sale of arms to Cuba on March 14, 1958. Again in 1960, almost two years after the Cuban Revolution had led to the deposition of the Batista regime, the U.S. placed an embargo on exports to Cuba, except for food and medicine. After Cuba nationalized, the U.S. owned Cuban oil refineries without compensation. On February 7, 1962, the embargo was extended to include almost all exports. The United Nations General Assembly has passed a resolution every year since 1992 demanding the end of the U.S. economic embargo on Cuba, with the U.S. and Israel being the only nations to consistently vote against the resolutions. In 2000, Clinton authorized the sale of food and humanitarian products to Cuba, The original purpose of the embargo was to make the greatest inroads in denying money and supplies to Cuba, to decrease monetary and real wages, to bring about hunger, desperation, and overthrow of government. The U.S. Embassy in Havana reopened in 2015, but it is empty today. This is due to U.S. diplomats reporting unexplained medical conditions, which left them with hearing loss or mild brain damage. Some sources have blamed this on sonic attacks. Similar reports have been given by U.S. diplomats in China. The year 2008 might be remembered as the year of electronic freedom for Cubans. Before then, Fidel Castro banned ownership of mobile phones, DVD players, and computers. After the change in government, with Raul Castro taking his brother's place, many restrictions began to be lifted, to meet the demands for better living standards in the socialist state cuban cigars are known as the finest in the world they're handcrafted and made with homegrown tobacco known as cohiba which has been grown on the island for thousands of years cuba is one of the three nations with the highest number of doctors per capita because of this many are sent to other nations where medical aid is needed there are over 30,000 doctors working outside of the country. Some work in healthcare care missions around the world, earning the country billions of dollars. bacardi rum was originally manufactured in Cuba, but after Fidel Castro came into office, its production was moved to Puerto Rico. Ernest Hemingway wrote his novel, The Old Man and the Sea, while he was living in Cuba. It recounts an epic battle between an old experienced fisherman, and a giant marlin, said to be the largest catch of his life. Another one of his works, for whom the bell tolls, about an American soldier assigned to blow up a bridge during the Spanish Civil War, was partly written in Cuba. Cuba is the second nation to ban the game of monopoly in its country because of opposing the idea of making a game out of American capitalist ideals, which is in direct opposition to communist ideals. In 1959, Fidel Castro ordered all existing sets to be destroyed and banned to the game. Prior to this, it had a huge following in Cuba. China was the first nation to ban the game. Cuba was the first country in the world to successfully complete the phase-out of incandescent bulbs. In 2007, the Caribbean country banned the import and sale of incandescent bulbs and implemented a program for their direct substitution with CFLs in households. During the Batista regime in the 1950s, many Americans living in Cuba imported U.S.-made cars in the range of 125,000. Many of these were abandoned when the revolution began, and the imposed ban on importing cars went into effect. Today, many of these have been restored and have become a popular attraction. U.S. President John F. Kennedy was an avid cigar smoker, his favorite being H. Upman Petite Coronas from Cuba. Before signing the embargo against Cuba, he asked his head of press to get him 1,000 boxes of these cigars. Salinger brought him 1,200 boxes, and hours later, the document for the embargo was signed. Cuba had a rationing system in place for decades known to the locals as Libreta, which was introduced in 1959 in the face of the U.S. sanctions. This subsidized staple foods such as rice, coffee, sugar, and beans. It began to be phased out in 2008, offering less items than previously, but during the 2020 pandemic it made a comeback. Today it includes a monthly ration of rice, beans, spaghetti, cooking oil, one bread roll per day, small quantities of eggs, chicken or fish, and sugar. Certain vulnerable people receive extra rations. Hitchhiking is a way of life in Cuba. It is mandatory for government vehicles to pick up hitchhikers if passenger space is available. It's not mandatory for private drivers to do so, but it's very common for drivers to pick up people waiting at designated spots. In the 1920s, Cuba came to have the reputation of being an exotic and permissive playground. Many Americans went for gambling, golfing, country clubbing, and horse racing. Right through to the 1950s, it became a favorite destination for American businessmen, tourists, and criminals. In 1956, in the Cabaret Quarterly, Havana was described as a mistress of pleasure, the lush and opulent goddess of delights. In the 50s, when flights and hotel deals made it a bargain to travel to Cuba, it became a hotspot for American tourists. It has been compared to Las Vegas with its shows, all-inclusive flashy hotel deals, and gambling. Cuba has the most baseball World Cup titles, with a total of 25, and it has won the most Olympic gold medals, three, in baseball by a team. Fidel Castro was said to be the person with the most assassination attempts on his life, 638. The largest owl of all time was the Cuban giant owl, or megalonyx, which is proven from fossils of four closely related species, all native to Cuba, dating from 10,000 years ago. It stood 1.1 meters tall and probably weighed more than 9 kilograms. It is thought to have been flightless. Guantanamo Bay is on the southeast tip of Cuba. In 1898, it was taken by U.S. forces and their Cuban allies for use as a base in their effort to remove Spanish control from the island. In 1903, the U.S. leased 45 square miles of land and water at Guantanamo Bay from the newly independent Cuban government to be used to sustain the growing U.S. Navy fleet. In 1934, a treaty reaffirmed the lease and granted Cuba and trading partners free access through the bay and modified the lease amount to $4,085 per year. Also added was the requirement that termination of the lease requires the consent of both the United States and Cuban governments, or the United States' abandonment of the base property. For more than 50 years, Cuba has refused to cash the checks to protest the illegal U.S. occupation of the land, which Fidel Castro said was now used for dirty work. Base relations with Cuba remained stable until the Cuban Revolution. The U.S. severed diplomatic ties with Cuba in 1961, and in 1964, Fidel Castro cut off water and supply avenues to the base. Since then, the naval station has been self-sufficient with its own water and power supplies. Naval Station Guantanamo Bay has about 6,000 joint services personnel, Department of Defense civilians, family members, contract personnel, and local and foreign national employees. Within the naval base is the Guantanamo Bay Detention Camp, a U.S. prison, also referred to as Gitmo. The camp was established in 2002 by U.S. President George W. Bush's administration during the War on Terror, following the September 11, 2001 attacks. Of the 780 people detained there since January 2002, when the military prison first opened, after the September 11 attacks, 741 have been transferred elsewhere, 30 remain there, and 9 have died while in custody. There have been several testimonies of cruel, inhumane, and degrading treatment and torture of the detainees. This included force feeding of those on hunger strikes through tube feeding through the throat with no sedative and using the same tube for multiple prisoners. There was said to be religious abuse in the way of flushing the Quran down the toilet, tearing pages from the Quran, and denying detainees access to the Quran. There were allegations of sleep deprivation, beatings, and being locked in confined and cold cells. Other claimed actions were sexual degradation and assaults, including rape, torture with broken glass, barbed wire, burning with cigarettes, sensory deprivation, stress positions, and forced drug injections. Indefinite detention without trial led the operations of this camp to be considered a major breach of human rights by Amnesty International and a violation of the Due Process Clause of the 5th and 14th Amendments of the United States Constitution by the Center for Constitutional Rights. Those in authoritative positions in the detention center defended their actions, saying that they didn't violate any of the Geneva Conventions, since these detainees were not actual soldiers. The Geneva Conventions are four treaties and three additional protocols that establish international legal standards for humanitarian treatment in war. Thank you for listening. I hope you've enjoyed this episode on Cuba. Next time, we'll learn about a country with a legend that Aphrodite, the Greek goddess of love, was born there. She's said to have emerged from a rock at Aphrodite's beach. Today, people watch the ocean waves crash over this rock as they form pillars of foam said to resemble the goddess of love. It's also called the Playground of the Gods. The unity of this island nation is suffering due to a division between the Greek and the Turkish citizens. Please be sure to subscribe to Nations of the World podcast so you won't miss my next episode Cyprus. Gaining knowledge about other people and their culture is often the best way to understanding who they are and why they do things a certain way. This, in turn, can make us less fearful of differences. And hopefully more accepting let's face it we're all human and we all share the same world if you are enjoying the show please consider leaving a review for nations of the world podcast on apple podcasts or any of the other platforms you've found to listen to this series i am open to suggestions on how to improve the show and would like any feedback my listeners have for me. Please feel free to contact me on any of the social media platforms you see listed in my show notes.